Welcome to the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast. I'm your host, Brian Montez, founder of Scalosity Works and the Entrepreneur to Employer coaching and membership community. So congratulations is in order. If you've built a successful freelance business that has grown to the point where you need to hire, you have achieved a huge milestone. If you're already past the point of making your first hire and your team is now growing, well, congratulations is in order to you as well. So regardless of where you are with scaling your team and your business, whether you're at employee number one or employee number 100, this podcast focuses on everything related to people operations. We'll cover best practices, strategies, and solutions to help you build a sustainable and scalable business that is fueled by great people and a great culture. So if you're enjoying listening to this Entrepreneur to Employer podcast, please subscribe, give us a like, and give us a review. Your feedback will help us grow this podcast, and we'll be able to positively impact more employers to help them build better work environments. Well, welcome back to the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast. I am your host, Brian Montez. And in the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast, we work alongside business owners to guide them through hiring employee number one and beyond, helping you establish proactive HR systems to manage your growing team, and help you build a high-performing team to help you successfully scale and grow your business. So if you want to talk about different people operation strategies, then you're at the right podcast. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, today we're going to talk about micromanagement and making sure that you know that it's okay that, you know what, it's your business. So feel free to micromanage. Yes, you heard me correctly. Feel free to micromanage. We know that micromanagement has a really negative connotation out there, and let's face it, nobody wants to be micromanaged. And the problem is that when most people do micromanage, they're doing it for the wrong reasons, and the outcome is poor, and it breaks down morale, and it hurts the company. Because when you're micromanaging for the wrong reasons, you're trying to control the person and not the outcome. But if you flip that paradigm and you say, I'm going to be an actively engaged owner, I'm going to be an actively engaged leader. And I'm going to focus on the outcome, not trying to control the person. And that type of micromanagement is okay. So we're going to talk about the five benefits that you, as a business owner, will receive if you are actively engaged in your business, aka micromanagement. And the reason we want to talk about this today is because if you get a team member come back to you and say, hey, you're micromanaging me, well, you know what? Now you're going to have the tools to be able to say, no, I'm not. And here's why I'm not. Now, it may feel a little bit like micromanagement, but it's not. So let's get into the first of the five reasons and benefits that you will receive as a business owner or leader when you are actively engaged in running the business. First and foremost, increased engagement. What does that mean? Well, there's a few things that fall under increased engagement. The first is your communication. If you're actively involved in your employees' work and what's going on and their milestones and their tasks and the projects that are being worked on, you are going to have increased communication with them. It's just going to naturally happen. They're going to ask you more questions about the project. They're going to ask you more questions about things that are going on. They're going to ask you for guidance and feedback on certain steps of the way. And you're going to have a dialogue that's going to go on back and forth throughout the life cycle of that particular project or the life cycle of that particular milestone. So your increased communication is going to give you increased visibility on where they're at, what's going on, and what's working. And what does that do for you? Well, it does a few things. Number one, it's going to give you the ability to course correct earlier. Now, when we start to hire employees and we have to start learning how to delegate and letting go of things, it's always very difficult for us as business owners to do that, right? Because sometimes we have the mindset that this person isn't doing it the way I would do it. The reality is that's okay, right? Nobody's going to do something the exact same way that you do it. It's just, it's impossible because we are all different people. 
And that is why focusing on the outcome is so much more important than focusing on how they get to that result. So if you have increased engagement with your team, with your employees, you will be able to course correct them, meaning that you will see if they are starting to go off course, right? We want them to be able to do things their own way, but we also have to make sure that they don't get so far off course that everything gets screwed up. It's the analogy of learning how to bowl. If somebody's learning how to bowl, they may put those bumpers up, right? Those lane bumpers that come up on the side of each uh, of the aisle of the lane, I should say. This way they can learn how to bowl without going through a whole game of gutter balls. Well, it's the same concept when we're training team members and and bringing people along, right? We want to give them that flexibility, that lane to weave back and forth in, but we also want to make sure that they don't go off the rails completely. So those bumpers need to go up. So when you have increased engagement and you're actively involved in leading your team and working with your employees, you will be able to see what's going on and step in and provide course correction early if need be. And the third benefit that comes from increased engagement is just that of relationship building. Right? How else are you going to build relationships unless you're engaged and working with your employees, working with your team, having conversations with them, having dialogue with them? You're going to be able to build those relationships as you continue working side by side. So increased engagement is your first valuable benefit that you will receive if you choose to micromanage the right way. What's the second benefit you're going to receive? Well, the second benefit that you're going to receive is foresight and prevention. When you are actively working with your team, and engaged in that business, you will not get caught off guard with surprises. Because let's face it, communication is usually one of the reasons why something will break down in life, whether it's personal or professional, right? So much revolves around communication. And if a team member doesn't communicate to you that something is going wrong, or they're having a problem, or our client's giving them a problem, or whatever it is, right? If they're not communicating that there is a problem developing, and you're not actively engaged with them, you're not going to see that problem developing until it's become a mountain instead of a molehill. So when you are micromanaging for the right reasons, you are going to see those problems developing. You're going to have the foresight to be able to look down the road and go, okay, if this continues down this path, this might happen. And this allows you to become preventative. The worst thing that can happen to you as a business owner is always being in the position of putting out fires. You can't scale and grow your business if you're constantly reacting to stuff. Your business, in order for it to start scaling, has to shift from being reactionary to being proactive. And in order for you to be proactive, you need to be actively engaged in what your team is doing and what they're working on and how they're delivering that to the clients. What's the third benefit that you're going to receive from being an active micromanager? And that is that you are going to learn how to start becoming a coach. Because the reality is this, is when we start hiring employees, One of the biggest parts of our job is that we have to coach and mentor our employees, right? Professional development is a key tenant to building a healthy organizational culture. So if you are actively involved, working with the team day in and day out and properly micromanaging the business, you are going to have to step into that coaching role. And this gives you the opportunity and the window in which to do it with so that you can start coaching your employees, because at the end end of the day, your goal should be to bring the best out of them. You should want them to be able to excel, to succeed, to grow, to develop. You want to get the best out of them because it's a win-win for you and a win-win for them. So the third benefit that you will get by really getting in there and micromanaging your business is the ability to coach your employees. Now, notice I keep saying micromanage the business, not micromanage the person. And keep in mind, 
with that, the philosophy should be, I will micromanage my business. I am going to focus on the outcomes. I am not going to focus on controlling people. All right. Benefit number four, empathy. You know, as you're building your business and maybe you're a shop of one before you started hiring, you've had to do probably everything yourself, right? You've worn multiple hats. You've had the marketing responsibility. You've had the sales responsibility. You've had the business development responsibility. You've had the bookkeeping and accounting responsibility. You've had, you know, you name it, you've done it all. And as you've grown and been able to build some financial resources, you are able to start outsourcing some of that work and then start hiring employees, et cetera, et cetera. So it's very easy for a business owner to fall in the mindset of, well, I did it. You should be able to do it. But that is not always the case because, again, you have to remember, nobody is the same. So benefit number four of micromanaging your business is the fact that you will develop empathy because you will understand what your employee has to go through to complete their tasks, their their activities, their milestones, their OKRs, their KPIs, whatever you want to call it. And by understanding what they have to go through to succeed, it now gives you the ability as a business owner to step back, go, okay. By giving them enough resources, do they have enough tools at their disposal? Do they have the right resources? Do they have the right training to succeed in what I've given them to do? If they have, great, then it's up to them. If they haven't, then it's up to you as the owner and business leader to say, okay, we need to make some changes to our SOPs, to our policies, to our procedures, to our workflow. We need to make those changes so that you can succeed in what I'm asking you to do. But you won't know to do that unless you develop some empathy towards what they have to do and what they have to accomplish and understand what it is that they need to get from A to Z with that particular milestone. So the empathy towards your employees and the jobs that they have to do for you is going to be very, very important. And the fifth benefit that you're going to receive, and in my mind is one of the most important benefits that a business owner can receive, is learning the value of delegation. Now, it is very, very difficult for business owners to delegate. It's just, it was hard for me and it's, it's hard for every other business owner that I know that is, is building a business and a company because you go for so long being a person of one, a shop of one, a business of one. And, you know, maybe you had some subcontractors, maybe you had some outside freelancers, but for the most part, everything fell onto your shoulders. When you start hiring a team and you start hiring employees, you have to be able to delegate. And the value when you micromanage your business is that by understanding and working closely with each of your employees, you start to understand their strengths, what they're good at, what they like doing, where their strongest skills are at, where they want to go with their career. You start to understand all of those aspects about them. And by understanding all of those aspects, this now gives you the ability to take a step back and go, okay, I need to delegate this. Who on my team is best suited for this? Because you've been micromanaging the business and you've learned about your team, you have the insight now and the ability to properly delegate. You know that if you hand off this particular task to Archie, he's not only going to enjoy getting that responsibility, he's going to excel at it because he likes that particular type of work. So in order for you to delegate effectively, you have to understand where the team is on the chessboard. Otherwise, you may start delegating to people that don't have the skill set, the desire, the interest, the ability to complete what you're asking them to complete. Part of being able to successfully delegate is to understand who you're going to delegate to and why. So again, this is a short podcast for today, but at the end of the day, you need to remember that it's okay to micromanage. Now, it's not okay to micromanage if it's for the purpose of controlling the person and not the outcome. Flip your mindset, do the paradigm shift, and say, I'm going to micromanage my business. I'm going to focus on the outcomes. 
I am not going to do it to control the people. So this way, if one of your employees comes to you and says, you know what, you're micromanaging me. I don't like this. Then now you have the tools and you have the roadmap to sit down and say, I hear you, but I'm actually not micromanaging you. Here's what's going on. And you can walk them through this framework as to why you are micromanaging your business. And again, at the end of the day, it is your business. You have the vested interest in it. It's your risk on the line. It's your name on the line. It's your working capital on the line, right? So at the end of the day, you have every right to micromanage your business to make sure that things are going in the direction that they need to go. So hopefully you've gotten some value nuggets out of this podcast and some things you can apply to your business immediately. And again, keep in mind that, you know, if you would like some coaching on growing your team, we have the Entrepreneur to Employer community. The link to our website is in the show notes. So feel free to jump on that link and check out the website. We have a 30-day free trial for you if you want to join the community. All kinds of training, digital assets, and a community of other like-minded entrepreneurs that we can work with. And again, if you think you know somebody that would benefit from this podcast, please feel free to share it with them. We'd love to spread the word. And rate us and review us. We would love to start getting some comments and feedback so that we know that, hey, we're on the right track. You know, we're talking about topics that you want to hear or no, we need to change the topics and do some different stuff for you. So give us some feedback because we'd love to hear it and continue improving what we're doing in terms of our podcasts. All right, make it a great week. Have a great one and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast today. We have a free resource for you download our free workbook with the 18 questions that a transitioning entrepreneur to employer needs to ask and answer before making that first hire. The link to your free resource is in the show notes. And last but not least, subscribe to this podcast and give us a review. The more we grow this entrepreneur to employer community, the more we can make sure that Mondays or any day of the week for that matter, don't suck.